Hey there, welcome to Coolsville. I'm Andy Steves. This week we're featuring a man who started his musical career when he was 16, is one of the greatest hit makers in history. His picture of the Queen was on a stamp, and he has a stamp of his own. Join me this week as we look into the life and career of Brian Adams on Coolsville. Born in Kingston, Ontario, November 5, 1959, it's hard for this old boy to come to grips with the fact that Brian Adams turned 65 this year. I remember when he replaced Nick Gilder in the Canadian glam rock band Sweeney Todd in 1975. The band had just scored a big hit with Roxy Roller, and I guess Gilder wanted to take advantage by going solo. Brian Adams took over and had a hit on the Canadian charts with If Wishes Were Horses. He himself left Sweeney Todd a year later and met his songwriting partner Jim Valance. In 1978, Adams signed to A&M Records. A&M remixed one of his demos as a disco song, Let Me Take You Dancing, featuring Brian's vocals sped up to meet the disco dance tempo. The song made the Canadian RPM chart in March of 1979, and that was the same year he signed on with his manager, Bruce Allen, who was at the time also working for Backman Turner Overdrive and Loverboy. That partnership with Bruce lasted until December of 2023. Cuts Like a Knife released in January of 1983, and it was Adam's breakout album. Straight from the Heart was the first single released from the album. It reached number 10 on the Billboard Hot 100. In September of 1983, Bonnie Tyler released her version for the studio album Faster Than the Speed of Night. The second single, Cuts Like a Knife, rose to number 15 on the Billboard Hot 100. The third single, This Time, was also a top 30 hit in the U.S. and Canada. What struck me when I was researching this stuff was that Brian Adams was popular basically worldwide right from the start and seems to have sustained that popularity right up until the present day. Cuts Like a Knife was the album that made Brian a household name, but his next album, Reckless, was one of the best albums of all time. The disc featured six, count them, six singles that hit the Billboard Top 15, including Run to You, Summer of 69, and the number one songs, Somebody, along with the ballad Heaven. My personal favorite track from the album was the song he did with Tina Turner called It's Only Love. It's a great video, too. They're right into it. Reckless has sold over 12 million copies worldwide and won a Juno Award for Album of the Year in 1985. In February of 1985, Adams recorded the charity single Tears Are Not Enough as a member of Northern Lights, an improvised supergroup that also included Anne Murray. Gordon Lightfoot, Burton Cummings, Joni Mitchell, and Neil Young, and other Canadian musical artists. Adams wrote the lyrics and the album, and the mission was to raise funds to help the 1983-85 through 85 famine in Ethiopia. The single was released in March of that year and rose to number one on the Canadian Top 40 chart. It was also the number one song of the year in Canada for 1985. The single went triple platinum and was included in the We Are the World album. 
In July of 1985, Adams performed the song at the Live Aid concert at the JFK Stadium in Philadelphia in front of over 100,000 people. In December of 1987, Brian contributed the song Run, Rudolph, Run, the old Chuck Berry tune, to the album A Very Special Christmas, and that was to benefit the uh, Special Olympics. In 1990, Adams, Robert Mutt Lang, and Michael Kamen wrote Everything I Do, I Do It For You from the Robin Hood Prince of Thieves soundtrack. It was originally intended to be sung by Kate Bush, but she turned it down, and it was recorded by Brian in March of 1991. Everything I Do was released internationally on June 12th, with the initial shipment of 385,000 copies being the largest single shipment in the history of A&M Records. It spent a record 16 consecutive weeks at number one on the UK singles chart and seven weeks on top of the Billboard Hot 100. The song also gave Adams his first Golden Globe Award nomination for Best Song from a Motion Picture. Later that year, the song was included in his new album, Waking Up the Neighbors. It became Brian Adams' second album to be certified Diamond in Canada, which meant at the time over one million units sold. It was also certified five times platinum in the United States. It went on to sell 16 million copies worldwide. Waking Up the Neighbors became the first album by a Canadian since Neil Young's 1972 album Harvest to reach the top of the album charts in the United Kingdom. You're listening to the life and music of Brian Adams on Coolsville. I'm Andy Steves. Did I hear Hall of Fame? Well, this guy must hold the record for the most times inducted into the Hall. Firstly, Brian Adams is ranked 48 on a list of all-time top artists on the Billboard Hot 100. He has won 20 Juno Awards and a Grammy Award for Best Song Written for Visual Media among 16 Grammy nominations and has been nominated for five Golden Globe Awards and three Academy Awards for his songwriting for films. Brian has been inducted into the Hollywood Walk of Fame, Canada's Walk of Fame, the Canadian Broadcast Hall of Fame, the Canadian Music Hall of Fame, and the Canadian Songwriters Hall of Fame. On March 1st, 2010, Adams received the Governor General's Awards in Performing Arts, Lifetime Artistic Achievement for his 30 years of contributions to the arts. Brian Adams' latest album is called So Happy It Hurts, describing it as a return to life after COVID-19. The pandemic and lockdown really brought home the truth that spontaneity can be taken away, he said in a press release. Suddenly, all touring stopped. No one could jump in the car and go. The title song, So Happy It Hurts, is about freedom, autonomy, spontaneity, and the thrill of the open road. The album of the same name touches on many of the short-lived things in life that are really the secret to happiness and, most importantly, human connection, he said. Don't go away. It's time for Fun Facts. Well, he was basically an army brat, just more like a diplomacy brat. Brian Adams was born to British-Canadian immigrants in Kingston, Ontario, November 1959, as we said. His father, who had spent time in both the British and Canadian armies, eventually became a foreign service diplomat with the UN. The Adams family, not the creepy and kooky kind, lived in Portugal, Austria, Israel, and Japan during Brian's childhood. 
When his parents divorced when he was 12, Adams didn't see his father for a decade. That is, until the mid-90s when a concert tour took him to Japan and the two reconciled over dinner. His first label contract in 1978 was for a dollar. That's right, a dollar. Contracts have to have a denomination passed back and forth to make them legal, and because they didn't want to give me any money, one dollar was the minimum amount to make the contract legally binding, he said. I still have the check somewhere. It proves the absurdity of the whole thing. He wrote his biggest hit in under an hour. Adam's monster hit, Everything I Do, I Do It For You, was specifically written for the 1991 movie Robin Hood, Prince of Thieves. But he had to compete with the likes of Annie Lennox, Kate Bush, and Peter Cetera for the job. Michael Kamen, the composer for the film, thought Adams had enough roughness and edge to make the ballad compelling and romantic without being saccharine. I write sweet melodies, Kamen has said, and sometimes they need someone to deliver them with enough authority to make sure that you don't fall asleep. It worked. Adams and super producer Mutt Lang wrote the lyrics in roughly 45 minutes to fit with Kamen's orchestration, and the song went on to be one of the best-selling singles of all time time, as well as a wedding staple for the entirety of the 90s. Brian Adams has worked out his problems with Brian Adams. In 2002, singer Ryan Adams had an infamous clash with a fan during a concert at Nashville's Ryman Auditorium. The concertgoer kept shouting requests during Ryan's acoustic sets to hear Brian Adams' Summer of 69. Ryan had the fan ejected from the venue and refused to continue the concert until he was gone. I had to go into therapy because of the whole Brian Adams' Summer of 69 thing, Ryan told Spin Magazine four years later while discussing how rude he thought his fan base could be. Since then, Ryan and Brian have become friends. There's just this long story that I supposedly have a problem with Brian Adams, but that's actually not true, Ryan told The Current in 2014. He's one of the hardest working musicians out there. I totally respect this guy. In 2015, Ryan Adams returned to the Ryman and played Summer of 69, and Brian approved. Ryan wrote me to tell me the day before that he was going to do it. Brian told the San Francisco Chronicle. I think it was some sort of cathartic release for him. Another fun fact, Brian and Ryan, besides sharing incredibly similar names, also share a birthday, November 5th. Speaking of birthdays, Reckless was released on his 25th. 1984's Reckless was Adam's fourth studio album, and it was his huge global breakthrough. Not only was it the first album by a Canadian artist to sell one million units in Canada, but it also spent two weeks at number one on the U.S. Billboard charts and produced six top 15 singles. He was also a friend to Amy Winehouse. Not only did Adams take a number of portraits of the British songstress, including the cover of her 2011 posthumous album Amy Winehouse Lioness Hidden Treasures, but he also helped her get away from London during her drug, drinking, and marital problems. Over Christmas 2007, Adams invited Winehouse to stay at his home on the private Caribbean island of Mystique to detox. It worked, at least for a while. According to Winehouse, Adams only had beetroot 
and carrot juice in the fridge, and the stay was a good reboot for her. Two months later, when she won five Grammy Awards for her multi-platinum album Back to Black, she was still sober, likely at least partially thanks to her stay with Brian. I always get sad when I think of Amy Winehouse. He's a photographer, and a good one. Adams just doesn't have a photography hobby. He has a second career. In the late 90s, he began focusing on his camera work and published a number of books to raise money for various causes. His 2013 book, Wounded, The Legacy of War, focused on those injured in active duty with proceeds going to various veteran support charities. Earnings from 1999's Made in Canada go to breast cancer research. The cover model was a close friend who had lost her hair to chemotherapy. He's had numerous exhibitions, including one at London's National Portrait Gallery in 2008, and his snaps of rock stars and supermodels regularly appear in fashion magazines like Vogue, Interview, and Zoo. One of his photos of Queen Elizabeth was used for a Canadian stamp. Back in 2003, during the Queen's Golden Jubilee, Brian got a call from a friend at the London photography studio Camera Press about doing a five-minute portrait session with the Queen. He took a candid snap at Buckingham Palace. By the following year, it was on the Canadian 49-cent stamp. Adams himself has also been on a Canadian stamp. In 2009, Canada released a set of four stamps featuring artists who had enhanced Canada's music industry. Surprisingly to Americans, perhaps, the other recipients were not fellow superstars like Celine Dion, Alanis Morissette, or Joni Mitchell, but more national heroes like Edith Butler, Stompin' Tom Connors, and Robert Charlebois, along with Brian Adams. And the last one... Many famous Canadians were born in Kingston, Ontario. Don Cherry, former Toronto Maple Leaf captain Doug Gilmore, Dan Aykroyd from Ghostbusters, Gord Downey from The Tragically Hip were all from the limestone city of Kingston, Ontario, as well as yours truly. Yes, I was born at the same hospital, the Kingston General. just about wraps it up for another week here on Coolsville, again with the spiel. If you're listening on Spotify or Google, don't forget to push my buttons. You know, the ones that say like. If you're on my Facebook, share, share, share without the sunny. Special thanks to the royalty-free music service I subscribe to, Upbeat. I'm Andy Steves. It's a joy, privilege, and God's grace to present this show every week. Thanks for listening. See you next time on Coolsville. Oh,